It is Saturday the 13th of February 2021 and this is episode 391 of Digital Outbox. Welcome to another episode. I am Chris and Ian is here again. Hello, Ian. All right, good morning, Chris. I say again, you're always here, aren't you? Oh, Chris, sort of by penny. Yeah. Um, yeah, morning. <laughs> is it cold where you are, Chris? Yeah, yes, I am double layered up and wishing that I'd shut my doors and uh, I need to reseal my double glazing is what I need to do because I can feel a draft and that shouldn't happen. <laughs> but okay, that's my life right now. It's due to get warmer tomorrow. Uh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, it's weird. It feels like minus eight. When I went out this morning, oh, it feels like minus 11. It's pretty, pretty, pretty cold. Everything must be frozen. It, it's it's kind of weird. It's all like you said yesterday. It's like dry frozen. So nothing but the ground. There's bits that are just treacherous. I was always immersed a couple of times this morning. It was like comedy, Bambi on ice <laughs> nonsense. But we're still here. We are still here, which is more than could be said for Jeff Bezos, who is stepping down as Amazon chief executive. Uh, Kind of, I don't know if it's news out of the blue or not. It felt kind of out of the blue to me. Um, And so that's just, yeah, but he's decided that he is stepping away to concentrate on other things. So he is still going to be an executive chair. um, I understand, but he's, but he's actually stepping away from being CEO and he is going to hand over uh, to head of AWS. I can't find his name right now, but um, the head of the AWS, which kind of shows how important that side of the business is to what Amazon does. You know, it's a long time since they were just a bit bookstore, right? Uh, yeah, so he's handing over to Andy Jassy, who heads up AWS. Um, I, I thought it was a surprise because I didn't see anybody... You know, saying, you know, because yeah, there's always lots of talk, not lots of talk, but I think maybe I, I follow Apple more. There's lots of talk about, you know, Cook at some point, the next sort of who's the successor to Cook. And nobody, nobody was talking about successor to Bezos and nobody talks about it with Zuckerberg because he's so controlling of, the, of that company. And I guess so young, you know, they're still, you know, he is young compared to some of these other guys. And Bezos, to me, this came out of nowhere. Um, but then he's kind of given them, he's just given himself a kind of, you know, a new job, which is I'm an exec chair, it's a new role, I'm still in charge, but I'm not going to do the day-to-day admin. So he said there's a big responsibility yeah, that keeps him away from other things he wants to concentrate on, but but Bezos, is, I think, has been sort of caricatured as the most controlling of all of those big firms. We see it in that the company remains under his full control. Uh, you know, he literally controls pixels on the homepage of Amazon and has been at that level of the, you know, in, in, invested in it. So even him trying to give up that control seems like a strange, you know, step. Um, but but nevertheless, I guess he's just got other things he wants to put his mind to. And he sees his other multi-billionaires having all this fun launching, excuse me, launching rockets and whatnot. And <laughs> wants to go and do more of that uh, kind of stuff there. He's got his Earth Fund, Blue Origin, his Washington Post, obviously he owns that and, and all sorts of other things. So, yeah, I, I guess it's not. Uh, uns- uh, you know unexpected in the grand scheme of things but but equally i guess they figured that it might have an effect on share price so the quieter they kept this kind of thing and just the more run-of-the-mill and mundane it made it maybe it wouldn't have had an impact on their shares as much yeah it's, I mean, the share the shares hardly moved it was weird mm. i actually wondered if it was the you know is it things like the senate hearings last year 
because he seemed the least polished, least prepared out of all the, you know, the tech, you know, leaders that were there. He was the one that seemed to be, I'm not aware of this and I'm not on top of this. And, you know, he got caught out a few times compared to the other ones. And maybe maybe that's the kind of thing where it's like, actually, I'm, I'm never doing that again. Give myself a new role. Somebody else do the day-to-day. I bet you he still controls pixels. Cause I, cause, <laughs> exactly. Cause I, cause it's I a very difficult to change a character like that. Exactly. You know, and, and when he did, you know, you see the pictures of him when he started it 30 years ago and, and to where he is now. And, it, and it's, I mean, it's an unbelievable rise of what was a bookstore. Yeah. 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 And it's kind of anything. I mean, it still does all that, but it's anything else but that, oh, it's, isn't it? As well. it's everything. Exactly. Exactly. It's, it's and just, in fact, everything that's in our economy kind of relies on it now. When Amazon goes down, you flipping well know about it because half the internet goes down. It's uh, incredible. Uh, yeah, another thing kind of on the back foot here is TikTok and the Oracle sale, to, uh, Oracle and Walmart sale. This was the sale that was stipulated as necessary by the previous US government. And uh, currently um, Biden is reviewing that with the new staff and personnel looking into the actual case uh, and, and understanding whether they do need to, or ByteDance, the owners need to sell TikTok to or have the US operations running out of the US or whether they are free to carry on. So all of that kind of transfer, all of that, you know, to's and toing and froing is now on, on hold while the new sort of investigation happens. I, I still, I still, there's, there's lots of, like BBC have done a couple of documentaries all around Trump so far and all the kind of, you know, real, I'm not saying this isn't important, but real, real huge ramifications of the things and actions he did. At some point, there's going to be a, a you know, a, either a documentary or a mockumentary around TikTok <laughs> and, and just all the shenanigans around this. And, you know, Microsoft might have been buying them and you might have to be forced to do X, Y and Z and every day seemed different. And then Oracle, you know, being the ones with Walmart, you yeah. know, just, just, just bonker stuff. Um and we're seeing, we're seeing, I guess, you know, you know, Trump's policies, and it, and it was all tied back to, you know, China and trade war and and the threat of, you know, a really strong, powerful China. Because there's, you know, Americans had no problem with Facebook and Google and Apple, you know, owning these types of apps, but they have a real problem with a, you know, a Chinese company because it's, you know, it's it, and again they said it was due to you know secrecy and data and all that. And to be stuff. fair, China don't have a good uh, history uh, or uh, you know that's, that's, you that's know, true. They, but if they you look have at not what, if, that got a, a blot free copy book, have they? If, if you look at what the app does, it's like you know it's it's not like a. Equally, you could argue that TikTok users share all manner of different day to day things which could do. be used as vectors of attack and you know. So uh, the cited things like the cited things like American soldiers using it in bases. Doing like silly little videos, but then that was given away that you're on that base at that time, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But even blackmail um, and whatnot is is but, possible uh, when yeah. you have personal information about but, but, someone. But, but I guess this is linked to the next one, which is you know they're also pausing the kind of TikTok and WeChat bans. You know, so, so it's, it's just, just it's, it looks like a full re-review of those decisions, and then seeing where the validity lies because they've only said this is on hold right now, and obviously they haven't said they're going to back away from this or whether they're going to persevere with it. So I guess it will depend on what they're saying is new personnel looking at this so in other words not this kind of incumbent that that you know was generated inside of the loads of organizations obviously had tweaks and changes to personnel and organ you know owners and 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 who was in charge so obviously the the that changes those so it's it's about you know change it back to how you want to see the world and now go out and and see where you stand and i guess that just takes time 
But I, but I think the important, and I know they can't release the data, but the important thing for me is that it needs to be evidence-based. And a lot of these things did not seem to be evidence-based. It seemed to be, you know, right, let's just go and target this. And, we'll, and, and because we've decreed it, We'll, yeah. we'll make it happen. Equally, I think, you know, we can be blind and naive as, as you know, to the use of this data and why it's so powerful because lots of money and power has come off the back of all this data. So just to think, you know, it's just a little bit of personal data is, is probably underestimating really well, it's, it's, it's true, uh, you know, the meanings of it. You know, it, ultimately, this data has affected elections and, and power and world order. Yeah, if you, look at, if you look at American election, if you look at Brexit votes, it's been proven just how... Um, you know the Facebook data in particular. It's just just how you know it, targeted you can do your adverts now. It can have an effect and has had arguably an effect. Yeah, you know, yeah. Wh- whether that's a true effect or whether it's just a, an effect that would have happened in other ways, it, you know you could argue that to the cows come home and and people do. Um, but nevertheless, you can't argue at this point that it hasn't had an effect of some some of some you know state. Uh, Google. Now, if you're on iOS, it's probably a little while since you've seen any of your applications update, even though they may now be moaning at you <laughs> that they need an update. Um, but it, ter- well, uh, and this is, you can help me out here, but so that the updates haven't been coming. And it sounds like because I, Apple made a policy change where you had to declare exactly how you were going to be using data for any application. But Google are not p- currently presenting this 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 label, as they put it, to to say what their data is being used for. Um, and the way they're getting around having to do that is by just not putting updates out to their applications. Because as soon as the update goes out, that's when they need to put the label on it. Um, but yeah, they've they've not updated now, sort of in 2021 at all, which is well out of character. Uh, yeah, so, so we've covered. I'm sure we covered, maybe we just talked about this, but I think we did cover it around Facebook. So Facebook and Apple have had quite a public spat around these privacy changes that are coming in. Um, and and there's some updates coming probably in the next month when when uh, 14, I think it's 14.5 drops. Um, but this has been, this has been, they called it like a privacy nutrition label. So it's a bit like you get your, you know, your food and it will tell you how much salt and sugar and all that, that kind of stuff. And I think different countries have, you know, you know, colouring systems and different things to highlight it. So this was Apple's attempt to say, actually, when you, you can go to the App Store page of an app and as you scroll down, it will tell you very precisely how your data is being shared. And for some apps, they've seen it as a badge of honour. You know, they've seen it as a, I am doing no tracking. Apple have verified this, and it's a really good look. And other ones, it's actually quite shocking when you see the, you see how much has been. And it's back, it's back to the previous story. But you think it's just a innocent. Oh, it's just a little. You know, TikTok's all about you know, you know, dancing, miming, singing, comedy, all that kind of stuff. And then you you look at the data share, and you're going, hmm, why why did you need that? Um, and and the bit that starts so Google straight away said you know we've got we've got some challenges but but happy to support this but since since um, you know iOS 14's come out there's been no updates to any Google apps I think three have happened in the last week but they've been really minor apps you know they've been you know so like Gmail no updates you know Google Drive no updates and Google were a bit tardy in the past around updating their, their iOS apps which is a shame. Um, because it's almost the opposite approach Microsoft have taken with the whole, you know, we want to be best we can on any platform. You know, we want you to have the best experience. And Google, Google have, have went off and on, you know, right at the start of iOS when there was no Android. They clearly wanted to be there and you had, you know, they had maps and all that stuff. And then Android obviously rose and iOS, 
iOS apps fell behind a bit. But then there was some that came out. It was like, oh no, these are these are really good. But in the last two three years, again, it's got, you know, it's taken a year to support some of the iPad OS features, which is which is really poor. And there, no. and it's you know, there's definitely some wrangling there, isn't there? Because that's not going to be due to technical uh, issues. There may be some privacy side of things, but you know, I'm wondering whether maybe Google are finding it hard to define exactly how their data is used. I mean, it's either they don't want to show that to users and therefore affect downloads, or it's that they're trying to get that data together so it is accurate. I I think the actual approach of showing exactly how data is going to be used, that's very, very GDPR. They're kind of wording in the the European Union sort of regulations is, is very much, we don't really mind if data is used for something as long as you tell users that it's used for that and give them the option to remove that um you know consent so make sure they consent to it and then make sure they can take away that consent at at will and and it you know i i think a lot of these big organizations like google are having to rethink at the moment how they do all of these things you've seen with google analytics and and all their kind of that kind of side of things they're offering privacy-based um methods now which are sort of ppi clear so it's not really tracking an individual user anymore is the trends and the dynamics and sort of looking at ai of it all rather than individual usage data and and i'm just i'm just going through the article as well so that the the whole point of this one was one of their apps was it was it google was it gmail can't remember which app it was but one yeah so gmail google maps and google photos they started complaining that your app's out of date. So seemingly there was something built in that that must have been like, if I am older the next number of days, weeks, months, tell the user. Uh, yeah. Google, <laughs> Google, Google said it was a bug and they fixed it. So clearly they've just switched that off. Um, <laughs> because the, uh, because the, 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 so Chrome, so Google Chrome, um, it, through 2020, every two weeks got an update. It's not been updated in two months. Google Photos, mostly weekly, not updated in two months. YouTube, Google Maps, Gmail, weekly. Uh- no and the developer clearly, when they were writing this down, thought, well, two months, that's kind of outside of the extra possibilities of why we wouldn't have Absolutely. done a release within two yeah, months. Yeah. I'm going to put that as a catch-all backstop on this security. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, nope, it feels like it's part of their, it feels like there's a package somewhere that they need to include, you know, on any Google app, because it's, what is there, 80, 83 apps. So it feels like there's a package that they need to include. And they've kind of forgot that, oh, hold on, that's going to pop up some errors. Switch it off. <laughs> yeah, turn it off, turn it off. So we'll see. It's um, I, I mean, I think I think Apple would were, were, were right to do this because it is about they are trying to emphasise it's your data, um, and I think Google themselves have said they're going to do something similar. I, I just on, think it's. I, I honestly think there's a potential. Uh, they already sort of do do the. This is well, they obviously have their API access like you have. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, and it doesn't tell you the usage, so that just tells you that they are taking that data, doesn't necessarily give you the usage. Uh, but yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if this is just Google trying to get their house in order. So that they can honestly give out that information uh, a bit better than they they are now, and it's the next update. So the the, the thing that's coming that, that Facebook really fear is this app tracking transparency. So there's a pop up. Well, actually, so actually, so so this is all about just showing you the details in the app store. So it's not getting in the way of of anything. But in the next update, which will drop next two to four weeks, because I think we're on beta two or three already. So they usually go to like beta four or five and then it comes out. Um, this app tracking transparency. So this will be the, the app will be forced to ask and say that you're tracking users around the web. So this is the one that Facebook have already said. This is going to really damage, you know, advertisers and small, not advertisers, they're saying small companies' ability to target mm-hmm. people. 
Um, There's definitely big, talks as well going on in the background. You can be sure of that and discussions around what this all means and how they're going to work it out between themselves as well. It, definitely. And even, I mean, I noticed last night, so there was lots of chat around Facebook might bring out a watch. Because you know, I'm sure they're now saying, well, actually, maybe we just need to have our own hardware platform and not rely so much on, you know, the, you know, if, you know, maybe they're going to struggle to get Apple Watch data. Maybe they're going to struggle to get, you know, you know, Google. What's Android's equivalent? Is Android? Is it Fit? Google Fit? Is that the right? That um, is that is a service, but it's but it's yeah. like Android Wear or something. I and, and I know and I know Google bought Fitbit as well. So so it's like mm-hmm. so I don't know if Facebook are going right. We need to be in that place where you know. We get that data. <laughs> if that platform isn't allowing us to grab the data, we're sure as hell going to make our own to do it for us. Yep. Yeah. This week, we have seen more Elon Musk. Uh, <laughs> uh, we'll, uh, in our traditional way, call them shenanigans around Bitcoin. <laughs> so um, Tesla, um, Musk's car firm, has bought £1.5 billion pounds, or $1.5 billion, £1.1 billion pounds of uh, Bitcoin cryptocurrency. Uh, and it's saying that it will start accepting or plans to accept it as payment in future. Uh, that obviously saw a big jump in Bitcoin valuation, um, you know, in, in their own kind of market. So that's gone up. Uh, but we sort of, I guess since the the initial bubble back in sort of January last year, was it last year? Maybe even like a couple of years back when we had a first big spike in Bitcoin prices and uh, it kind of bubbled and just sort of stayed where it was but with these new releases and these new updates and say musk just doing single word tweets around bitcoin is seeing these sales and and the valuation go up and and effectively they said right we had one this is this is what's ridiculous they had 1.1 billion in cash sat there doing absolutely nothing for their company and they're trying to work out how they can actually use that money and Musk's decided that, hey, if I buy Bitcoin and then tweet Bitcoin, everyone's going to go and buy Bitcoin and make me a heck of a lot of money on valuation. And then I can just step away from that and take it out of there again um, uh, and make an absolute killing on that investment. Um, but he obviously still sees as well the, the longstanding maybe, you know, the potential here. And, and I think other people are slowly coming on board. So we've seen other investment regulators and you know um investment firms all saying yeah we're going to start unlocking bitcoin as something we allow our uh you know investment managers to dabble into because we can see that there's some potential here and and, and whilst government agencies and all governments and and central banks and things are saying yeah no don't don't look at that uh, keep your eyes on us uh, i think there is a general sideways glance uh, from a lot of people around what bitcoin is and what it actually means as far as you know how society works in a way because as soon as you move away from this you know it's fairly unregulated it's one of the reasons that musk can go and buy some bitcoin and then just tweet whereas if you bought shares and then tweeted i think it's uh i think there's rules and regulations about what you can and can't do as right on share bumping and valuation price increase and stuff like that so um yeah i i guess there is something here um and it does seem like it's becoming more and more legitimate just by the fact of our conversations that we have more and more regularly. Yeah, and I saw some companies through the week were starting to say, you know, they're they're like Apple Pay vendors and they're supporting Bitcoin now, so you can almost buy Bitcoin via Apple Pay as well. So it's there's there's more and more ways of almost just using, you know, I guess normal payment methods to to buy Bitcoin. This, as you say, I I think this is on the edge of being illegal. 
you know, just the way he's using his influence. The fact that he put hashtag Bitcoin. But when it's unregulated, how, exactly. that's the point. He's saying exactly. it's illegal, but regulation is the only thing that brings legality. I know, but hashtag Bitcoin. And, and we talked about it two weeks ago when we talked about, you know, the Robin Hood and, you know, GameStop and how it was like, you know, there's there's a few people made an absolute killing. But that, that's, that stock price has went back down to where it was and people have lost, you know, life savings. You know, people are... And there's other people going, just hold it, it will jump back up. And I'm like, I'm not buying this, you're you're manipulating the market. And we've seen a few articles through the week, actually, one of my colleagues at work mailed me, you know, this 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 is gonna kill people. People are, you know, there's there's they're now realising the power of, you know, and it's just I think more public, but you know, Telegram, Reddit and other places where you're get you're getting people saying, Buy these stocks, these are the hot tips for this year, which is no different to what some newspapers used to do. And, and it still was do. Yep, and I always looked at it and went, how 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 do you how do you know that you're just not you've bought all these and you're just pumping it? And that's always the fear around this. It's the um, and I, quite I, often when you dig in, people like private eye often dig into things like that, and, and it does find, turn out that yeah, people exactly. have got a, you know a link at some whether it's tenuous, whether it's sideways, maybe their wife or partner bought them. You know, when you dig into it, yes, people human beings are very good at manipulating things you know I'm, I'm i am sure i'm sure we will find there'll be a, there'll be a, a series of articles at some point around the architects behind brexit and how much dealing they've done in the background around different firms that have then profited from it um i'm, I'm absolutely convinced but the, the other bit i didn't like about about musk so he then removed the bitcoin bit but then he starts pumping dogecoin and dogecoin mm. was a dogecoin was set up to almost poke fun at all the cryptocurrencies that were getting set up. That that is the ir- irony around Dogecoin. But it, and I know it's only pennies I guess right it now. Survived, <laughs> but it but it doubled in price. You know, so it yeah. jumped fifty percent, and then the next day it jumped again fifty percent. So even though it was all, it was like you know like point oh oh four of a, a penny or something, it still doubled in value. So if you put in a million, you've now got two. A lot of um, a, a lot of these cryptocurrencies do live and die based on how whether they have a long you know a lot of participation that's that's ultimately how they gain legitimacy is things are only uh valuable if people see them as valuable and the more people you have in it the more value that is seen there um so yeah it's it, bitcoin's just been one of those things that's it's never gone away and it, it doesn't look like it is going away like i say it's seeping into the kind of more traditional side of our things but that does also mean that likelihood it will come under tighter regulation although people have argued that the whole point of it is you can't really regulate it that's the whole infrastructure and and you know that's how it works is by not being um regulated so yeah and but I, we've, I, we've I, oh, gone, sorry. I no i was going to say i don't want to repeat my um my my podcast edition of talking a graph, but I just looked at <laughs> I just looked at Dogecoin and Dogecoin was flatlining until twenty eighth of January, and yeah. then it just it, then it's just jumped all over the place, and it's yeah. and it, that that looks like manipulation when you see it. It's like that's just pure manipulation. But you could also argue it's just awareness, and, and, and yeah, but, and then but then and then yeah, it's it, it just you you look at then people it, like. Uh, you know, um, Bezos and the fact that he owns newspapers <laughs> and the fact that how you can start if, in an unregulated world, it does start, you know, creating these bubbles, as everyone says. But equally, you know, that, that's how 
a lot of the people getting in early will make a you know make some money back i guess and, and the dogecoin piece all times all ties up with the GameStop timing as well uh, well there's a is... lot of people in reddit forums now looking for the next thing yeah right and and and, and bizarrely if you look at the if you look at that graph 19th of january it was 40 dollars and where it is now is 50 dollars but mm -hmm. in between it obviously spiked up to that 400 dollars, and that's where people made money yeah yeah and we've also seen uh, Jack Dorsey and, and Jay-Z. They're investing in um, BTC. They're trying to make uh, Bitcoin the internet currency. So they're kind of putting some money in. Looks uh, So uh, Twitter and, CEO, uh, and Square uh, CEO Jack Dorsey. So that's where he comes in, obviously, Jay-Z rapper. Um, got a lot of money in there, putting their money where their mouth is. Um, and they're trying to sort of spread it around uh, different nations as well and, and sort of trying to get you know country level buy-in because it's almost being seen a bit like buying gold bullion bars and whatever and shoving them in you because that's got a, a kind of a, a fixed and it's quite a long-standing uh, you know investment solidifying thing and and they're saying hey india why don't you put some of your money into bitcoin instead of your own national currency or gold uh, and and you know things could go well for you i, I hadn't actually realized how they were actually bringing in regulations, so it's interesting that you know, so India is is like probably one of the biggest you know software development nations in the world, just because of the you know the intelligence and the volume of people that they've got there and the way the education you know system works there, and and you know the cheapness you know compared to some Western societies, the, the cheapness of that labour. Um, but they've they've actually they're they're about to bring in law. Um, which would ban private cryptocurrencies in the nation, but they're also looking to create their own digital currency. So it feels like there's a there's a you know some sort of smart play here. And, and again, it's India and Africa that this um, that this investment from these two is is targeted on. So it's not the traditional nations. They're trying to spread it around the rest of the world, um, and, and it'll just be. It's like, have you been screwed by national currencies in the past? Why not uh, yeah. get into Bitcoin? We're new and fresh. We've never screwed you over yet. Yeah, <laughs> and it's looking for. So this is the this is the Bitcoin Trust. They're, they're starting up. And they want three board members, and the mission of the fund is to make Bitcoin the internet's currency. So again, clearly there's a play on here around we can do something. And this is the this was always the promise of Bitcoin. You know, can we be the the you know in 20 years time can we be the predominant currency around the world and and, and that's and and the internet specifically being suited to this type of transaction you know we see it all the time um you know that it does have a foundation in the internet uh, it doesn't it's never really made it into the the mainstay of the big kind of sales pitches but it's always been there and yeah why not and and just on just on the, the african side of things so so Dorsey has history on this because he was he was there a couple of years ago and he said Africa will define the future, especially the Bitcoin one, and that was around the, the kind of the use of of cryptocurrency. Um, and again, this week, Central Bank of Kenya said they'll start using Bitcoin as a reserve currency. So there's yeah. definitely some you know, and and I guess these are you know these are obviously large, large, huge you know countries and nations, but they're seeing you know they're making some moves that could actually make them really powerful in the future compared to maybe like some of the Western societies, which are quite slow moving, you know, they're less likely to adopt some of these steps. So and very interesting. We have seen another, 
don't know if I, I don't <laughs> want to call it a nail in a coffin, but we've seen another uh, thing happening on Google Stad- Stadia. Stadia. Um, basically, they've shut down their own internal game development studios. So this was uh, internal to you know the whole platform, first party games developed specifically for the platform. And they've come along and, and ultimately said, well, everyone knew all along, which is a hey, costs a lot of money to make a game nowadays. And uh, that investment has to have a return. Otherwise, you end up losing money after, you know, just pockets and pockets full of money. Um, and they've said, right, instead, we're going to close all that down, um, keep most of the developers on, you know, put them into different projects. Um, but instead, we're going to invest in other people to bring games to the platform. But ultimately, what they're saying is there's going to be nothing new and original here um, from coming straight from us. So it's, a, it's like Microsoft saying we're no longer going to produce first party games um, or have publishing houses that we, you know, you know how many Microsoft have got. So it shows how important they are. Um, but yeah, Google Stadia is not going to go in that game and it's instead just going to stream other people's games. Uh, and I think I think you're right. It's probably not a nail in the coffin, but on a on a year and a half of negative news, <laughs> it's another you know a, another real you know negative against it. And it, it feels feels like there's a trajectory here, you know that 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 is just going to they're just going to collapse this. It's not got this. It's not got the sales it needed. You know, otherwise and, they wouldn't be shutting down. Their, yeah, <laughs> their so it's not got the sales that it's needed. Because it, cause if you look at the level of invest, because it was what was it, 150 people, you know, so 150 developers isn't cheap, you know, so so they clearly, you know, done the sums and said, right, if we keep paying for these developers, we'll never see a return on this, and the games are never going to generate the sales of the hardware. So it's in, I don't say it's an only con, but it feels like it's a bit of a death spiral that it's in, and I don't see how it comes out of it, especially when you look at how popular the console sales have been, the the, the PC graphics cards have been. Don't you think don't... that really they just they needed to get ahead of Microsoft and get effectively make it into a game pa- uh, game pass ultimate like yeah. service yeah. where and, you paid that because 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 they did miss it because it was yeah. like pay for the pay for the controller and whatever and it, and it cost you one hundred and twenty it wasn't a lot of money to do that side of things although one hundred and twenty dollars is nothing to be sniffed at it wasn't it wasn't mega mega bucks but then they said pay for a subscription and then they said play for games as well so it was like three layer payment. Uh, whereas you know Microsoft kind of got it right when they said buy a, buy a console, but then go and buy this and you get all your games sort of included. And had Stadia been that, I think yeah. we'd have been you know golden. Uh, yeah, agreed. So we also saw this week um, Cyberpunk uh, owners Project Red. Uh, uh, sorry, Project. Um, is it Project Red? I'm trying to. Look. Yeah, Project Red <clears throat> uh, had hackers come in. And basically um, encrypt all their uh, their systems or several of their systems, and say they grabbed a whole ton of information. And now they're doing basically doing a ransomware attack on them and saying, "Pay me, or I'm going to sell it." Um, that was probably a couple of days ago, but they came out and said, "We are not going to give you the money," um, and therefore it sounds like it's already been sold. So uh, they said they had grabbed uh, the. Uh, the source code for cyberpunk as well as gwent and witcher 3 um so there's some big old big old <coughs> games in there and the stories are that someone's already bought that source code up um and i guess the project red team are rapidly trying to decrypt this uh or in fact they said restore from backup so i guess that just proves that these ransomware attacks are so powerful that you just cannot get out of them um 
with the you know the encryption that gets added so this is another kick to project red i guess um uh they the 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 hackers did say they also dumped hr and and all that kind of stuff although project red are saying no you didn't uh, or they're saying we, we don't believe that um that anything personal has been taken from that um but certainly not what the, that <laughs> particular company needed right now uh, no I mean, basically if you think of the hype behind this game and since what the reviews in december and I guess they were on the back foot maybe from summer because it was a delay and another delay, you know, and, and then they, when they launched in December and all the, all the guests, the bad press around the, you know, how poorly it plays in Xbox and PlayStation, how the reviews were, you know, fixed, basically. Um, and just some of the bad AI and some of the bad bits of the game. And it still looks stunning. And I'm, you know, people... People have played it and love it, but there's just there's just so much. But Gwent and Witcher, particularly, they're such massive titles. Witcher Absolutely. Three is just one of the most respected games of you know the last yep. five years, I'd say. And what it's going to impact now is is as they recover, because you said that you know these these attacks are you know horrendously invasive, you know, so that it is now going to impact updates and fixes for Cyberpunk. Um, so it's, I'm sure uh, it'll it's, impact that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but, so, but the loss of the loss of intellectual property, the loss of potential yeah, development yeah. tricks and tweaks. This this data is valuable to other developers. I just wonder whether other developers would purchase that information. Would it be too much of a goldmine for them, or would they actually do the right thing, which is not pay for this? Or you know, I don't know. Well, but that, that's your. I guess it's back to when we when we had the discussion earlier around the you know privacy and you know and data. And, you know, it's assuming that there's not a development house sitting in America or China or Russia going, I'm having that. Mm. I'll, I'll, I'll pay that because it allows me to jump my competition or find out how they did X, Y and Z or find out how not to do X, Y and Z. Uh, and... Or even as far as, you know, if, you're a, if you are a hacker, then seeing if there are Absolutely. weaknesses to get into yep. the, the systems and, and back-end data for users and whatever. Yeah, Especially when these games have so much, you know, in-game transactions and... You know, and, and hacking is so prevalent now and on just all the platforms, it's horrendous. Mm. Um so yeah, it's um I, I actually I've got a lot of sympathy for them because I think they had they had a really you know, they've obviously been really ambitious around this project. And it's and it's it just feels like it's become really unstuck in the I wouldn't last feel too sorry, they've still year. sold an awful lot of copies of that game. So. Do, but <laughs> but I think it's back to but it's the it's the hype that they built for it and then the way clearly they manipulated the launch. I don't feel sorry that bit, but there's there's clearly hundreds of developers that have worked their backsides off of this, and this is just another. Because again, what what you don't know is the you know these ransomware attacks they do kill all your internal systems, you know. So yes. are developers getting paid, you know, is there, are they able to work? Are they able to collaborate? Are they able to do all the things that you want to be able to do? We've got no idea because a lot of the times when companies are hit by this, they do not talk. It's um, no, know, they release the information they need to, and that's it. Or yeah. sometimes not even that, to be honest. So. Yeah, so there'll be a lot of people there really, really stressed out by this. Indeedy. There you go. That's all the news we have for you today, um, which is good for us. <laughs> so we can get on with our day, and so can you. <laughs> so I don't know if you've got anything else uh, pick-wise or anything like that you want to cover off. Uh, weirdly, there was something that was in my head. And it's just it's just gone. It's, it, it, in my head through the week, it was like that's that must mention that, and it's just not there. So okay. it's um, can it be our not pick good? this week is nothing. 
<laughs> if you want to find out more about us, who we are, what we do, digitaloutbox.com. Info at digitaloutbox.com is our email address, Twitter, Digital Outbox. You can get me on Twitter if you would like Cheesy UK. And Ian, where do you? Uh, iandick.com. Uh, how, how close is the racing then, Chris? When, when, when do you think you're racing this year? Well, officially um, starting on the 10th, 11th of April. But uh, at the moment, there's no sign of even having my car ready. So <laughs> so we'll see. Uh, we're still waiting for parts and all sorts of stuff. And I think even if we do start in April, there's going to be some shenanigans all through the year. We're due to go abroad twice, and even that's looking a bit uh, shaky. Yeah, it's looking hard for all all sport right now. You know, it's, it's impacting Champions League. You know, we're getting told not to book holidays. So I guess... It's and, all, all difficult. And interestingly, in order for me to be able to take my racing car abroad, I am officially required to put a to spend two hundred thirty pounds on getting a document, and then put a forty percent cash deposit down of the value of all my car and goods, uh, so that I don't sell them off and return without them on the way back. Um, or I can insure for that, but those premiums are pretty high. So you can imagine that there's some sh- there's some interest around. Uh... Where's that? Where's that? Is that, is that Brexit? It's driven hmm. that change. Wow. Yes. I can't remember the name of the form, but basically you have to put a 40% deposit of all the value of all the goods you're taking out of the country uh, as a kind of guarantee that you aren't taking them out of the country to sell. And that apparently counts for racing cars and racing equipment. Um, Thanks, Majorland. And it's the same same for all like the music industry as well. Think about all the equipment they take around. And and so it's all, um, there's still some growing pains there for sure. Oh, wow. Well, let's end on a positive note. Yay! <laughs> we will speak to you again uh, either next week or the week after, uh, where who knows which which CEO will have gone down or maybe maybe a new Bitcoin will have sprung up by then. We will speak to you then. Bye-bye. Ta-da. I was going to say, is that a cheesy coin, Chris coin? Ha <laughs> I might do that. Cheesy coin? Cheesycoin.com is yeah. available. Because <laughs> that, that feels like the kind of thing that people would buy. <laughs> buy my cheese. <laughs> yeah, cheesy coin is available. Oh my God. <laughs> what have I started? I might just put a buy cheesy coin, put it straight <laughs> into my bank account. <laughs> you could have that in the side of your car. That could be, yeah, it could be an advert sponsored by a cheesy coin. It's it's a start of something beautiful.